Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that just won't stop. We've tried. Yeah, we just can't. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, team. My nose won't quit running because it's kind of chilly in here. I've spent a lot of time in here this morning, and I feel like I'm just sniffling well, a lot. Also, it's also, I presume, because... It's bad allergy season for that me. That, too. But I also presume, because we've met, mm-hmm. that you spent a lot of time outside yesterday. I actually did not. Really? I, wow. Oh, yep. That, all right. In I'm going to be face. real honest. I was so... I think everything from the past, like, three weeks hit me yesterday. I was so tired. I was like, I do not want to get off this couch. So you just sat there and watched basketball? I napped like twice, and I don't nap. I was mm. dead. I was literally dead yesterday. Um, but I desperately did want to be outside. I was mad at myself when I woke up at about three, and it was really sunny, and I was like, because I think the I think when you go from being outside and being warm all day to mm-hmm. being inside in the air conditioning, especially Cold. when the air conditioning's really blowing, yeah, it could be tough. Anyway, because uh, Hank's all sniffling and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, today. Is Monday, May 9th, twenty twenty two. It's, I believe it's under two hundred days till Thanksgiving. Let me make sure. Oh else. boy, it is. How does time keep going so fast? One hundred ninety nine days till Thanksgiving. Let's folks. Go. go. We're almost there. We're almost We're there. Almost. It's like, it's like only one hundred ninety nine days away. Oh, that also uh, means football season is so close. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why are you saying it like that? Because we, I need to get through magazine season and then we can get excited about football season. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to. Oh, I don't know. Happy birthday to Rosario Dawson. Uh, and then it's episode 1,381. On today's show, folks, we've got headlines from across the state, including SMU's just going to have all the receivers this year, guys. They have all of them. They have decided to build the plane <laughs> entirely out of receivers. <laughs> Every single one of them. We'll talk about that in the back half of the show. We're going to talk about what we did on Saturday. We worked on Saturday on purpose. Yeah. Ugh. But it was a lot of fun. We'll talk about talk about what we did on Saturday down at the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? Ashley. 
<laughs> we do. Just Chad came in with a yeet. Nick Morton with a Stop. howdy. No. Aaron Arbuckle with a yeet. We're not and Tony this. Blaylock with a howdy. We're not I have this. left my imprint on We're this show. This. Oh, Let's go. This. We're not doing this. <laughs> yes. I refuse yeet. to participate in us like Just a bunch of reading, yeets and reading off everybody's first comment. We're putting no. Lano, Texas on the map, no. baby. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Happy Monday, fellas. Okay. Let's get to some headlines from across the state. <laughs> Let's start with what's going on at SMU. SMU. So SMU, this weekend. They said uh, No, this week. I should say this week. Yeah. Well, the past week. Again, the transfer portal closed last Sunday. So you had to, like, to be clear, mm-hmm. you had to be, be entered in. into, you have to be into the transfer portal you can't, like, right now, you couldn't jump in the transfer portal right now. It's closed. Correct. But if you're in, you can still be shopping. You don't have to decide by May 1st. Yes. Okay. But there were, SMU picked up a pair of transfers at their, uh, at one position over the, uh, over the past week. Back on, uh, this was this past weekend, Calvante Dixon, uh, the Texas wide receiver has announced that he is transferring to SMU. Kelvante Dixon, of course, uh, the Carthage product. Um, he had uh, 12 catches for 176 yards and a score in his Texas career. Um, just never was able to find the field all that often. Uh, get this, Pickle. Mm-hmm. You hear about this? You hear about this? Dixon is the fourth Texas Longhorn to transfer to SMU this offseason. Mm-hmm. Four of them. Uh, Josh Moore, another wide receiver, yep. transferred uh, uh, back on. Which I've always thought was a very underrated player, but that very, was just me. Yeah, big Yoakum player. Um, uh, defensive back, uh, safety, Chris Adamora mm-hmm. transferred. And then David Abiara transferred uh, less than a week ago. And so now... I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So Keep there is this pipeline <laughs> now from Austin to, to the Hilltop. And SMU brings on another wide receiver. And if that were it, it wouldn't necessarily be a trend of them picking up a bunch of wide receivers. You know, they got Josh Moore. They got Calvante Dixon. Uh, but then also, they get a transfer from Mississippi State in Teddy Knox. Theodore Knox uh, transfers from Mississippi State uh, to uh, uh, to SMU, 5'11", 170-pounder uh, out of the Woodlands. You may remember him uh, from there. He was a four-star prospect. Um, he was a track star. Uh, he is now, he, he arrives with four years of eligibility there in Dallas. So I want you to consider what SMU has done in the offseason, okay? SMU has picked up Josh Moore. They've picked up Calvante Dixon. They've picked up Teddy Knox. Don't forget, they got Rice's best receiver, Jake Bailey, to transfer as well. Mm-hmm. So they are loading up on wide receivers and weapons uh, for Tanner Mordecai there on the hilltop. And so SMU, just uh, okay, guys. Yeah. We get it. You guys <laughs> want a lot of wide receivers. You got them. <laughs> they're going to be, so they're going to run the ball all the time, right? Is that what yeah, we're saying? Yeah, they're going to run the wing team. <laughs> yep. Uh, they're going to run the wing team. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> really surprising. Like, not, not surprising because, like, Rhett Lashley obviously has an eye for talent, and he knows, and, and all of these guys are... So, I mean... I really think... Kevontae just... Dixon is not... A, it's not coming from out of state to in-state. coming from Texas to te- right. te- Texas school to Texas school, but Teddy Knox is an example of a guy who is coming from out of state, coming back home to Texas. I think um, it really just brings it, like, what are you going to do with all of... Like, they're also... It's, <laughs> look at but, all these chickens, you know? Like, they're all... 
But here's the <laughs> thing. So many of but them. But here's the thing, okay? Jake Bailey, I believe, is a grad transfer. So uh-huh. he's got one year of eligibility left. But Calvante Dixon, I believe, has two or three yeah. years of eligibility. We just mentioned Teddy Knox so. has got At four. Least two. Like, so this is long-term planning. This is like, true, this yeah. Is in a lot of ways, you're recruiting here, you know, getting, getting guys in, at the front end of their career. So, anyway, uh, SMU cleaning up out there on the, on the transfer portal as far as wide receivers are concerned. There are some high school football coaching changes to announce. Um, down in Spring, Spring has hired former Spring DeCaney uh, defensive coordinator Antonio Singleton to be their head coach. You may remember Trent Miller uh, is gone off to Willis. Uh, Singleton replaces him. Uh, Trent Miller took uh, Spring to 11-2. The new head coach at Spring will be Antonio Singleton. Elsewhere, let's see, Houston Madison. Houston mm-hmm. Madison has hired uh, Austin LBJ defensive coordinator Jason Davis. Smart, smart, smart. Um, this is a guy who obviously helped uh, LBJ to the 4A f- f- uh, Division One state championship last year. Um, and He's dealt with nothing but D1 prospects basically in his secondary for the past two years. Guy knows what he's doing around some defense. Uh, LBJ defensive coordinator Jason Davis is going to be the next head coach at Houston Madison. Down the small school ranks, uh, Itasca has, has hired Marlin offensive coordinator Ricky Torres uh, to be their head coach. Uh, uh, Ricky Torres, of course, was the mastermind behind one of the well, one of the masterminds behind one of the great turnarounds in Texas high school football. Is that last a brother with Marlin? I of don't Ruben Torres. No, or I feel like it's got to it be. It feels like it probably is, but I don't want to be. Let's see, a brother, cousin, something. I want to make sure. Sh- like I, I don't want to assume uh, just because Torres is not necessarily a, a. Yeah, it's not. I mean, that's a fairly common last name but just when you have ricky and ruben both starting with r's too <laughs> right um i would need to confirm that uh it is entirely possible <laughs> but i don't want to i don't want to speculate on familial ties but in any case i uh, task as their new head coach in marlin offense coordinator ricky torres uh after leading one of the most explosive offenses in the state last year uh, harden jefferson has made it hired they've hired beaumont westbrook assistant head coach zach bass to be their head coach taking over Dwayne dubois who was there for went one and eight there in 2021 uh westbrook has been a really consistent program and he has been kind of the uh the right hand man there at westbrook for the past few seasons um and so westbrook uh or rather harden jefferson has hired beaumont westbrook assistant head coach zach bass to be their next head coach and finally somerville Somerville has hired Brenham offensive coordinator Philip Roberts to be their next head coach and athletic director. Uh, he takes over Cal Netherland, uh, who led the Yeguas to a 5-6 and six record last year. Uh, this was an offense that uh, was... Uh, Pretty pretty darn good uh, last year. They uh, they they went uh, seven and four. They seven and four, and the number is not overwhelming. They averaged a little over twenty eight points a game, but they had a stretch there where they played Conley, Elegant, and Bass from Cedar Creek, where they averaged somewhere around forty seven points a game. The offense can, can can hum, and that's probably what he's bringing there to Somerville. Philip Roberts will be the next head coach there at Somerville. Finally, pickle. I've got three headlines here that we can <laughs> fall we can file under the same category, which is. Uh, Today in panic. You ha- no, I feel like you got it. Today in panic. <laughs> Today in panic. There you go. <laughs> so perhaps you've heard that college football is all in a tizzy. It because is. of the transfer portal, because of NIL, NIL, because God forbid we give college football players any sort of agency. That, that would be a real crime. <laughs> so there's a few different things. One... 
Uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and Pac-12 Commissioner uh, George Klyavkov met with United States Senators in Washington on Thursday uh, to ask for some legislative help around NIL. Um, Klyavkov put out a statement, The Pac-12 greatly appreciates the opportunity to engage in productive conversations with U.S. Senators in an effort to create NIL legislation that protects our student-athletes while allowing them to maximize their opportunities. I'm going to start responding to your emails like, thanks with uh, thanks for productive conversation. Um, create NIL legislation that protects our student-athletes. Sure. Because that's what the NCAA is all about. Sure. I'm sure that your number one priority is, is protect protecting athletes. student athletes. Mm-hmm. History no, does, George. yeah, history does prove that. Mm-hmm. George, you got it, buddy. I, <laughs> I trust you a hundred percent. Anyway, that's one this week in panic. Also in today in panic, uh, college football coaches. The I believe it's the college football coaches. Um, like association of some kind. Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, but there was uh, there was a, a a report out that the uh, the college football coaches and an association of them uh, want to put together uh, a a um, they want to put together a a some sort of window for transfers. Okay, so what they want to do is they want to say it's the College Football Coaches Association. Uh, wants to propose transfer windows in the late fall and spring to help with roster management around the transfer portal. This is uh, Todd Berry, who's the executive director of the AFCA, the American Football Coaches Association, said Tuesday that his uh, that his group would like two transfer windows for players to enter their names in the portal. One on the fi- one from the final Sunday in November to until the early signing date in mid December, and a number from uh, another from April fifteenth to May one. Essentially, now I don't. I don't know that I necessarily have a huge issue with this. Mm-hmm. The idea being that coaches don't know when their guys might go and throw their name in the portal. Um, and so they're constantly on high alert. If you say these are the windows in which you can make, you can enter your name into the portal, that may make the college football coaches roster management a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So I am a little bit sympathetic to that. I don't hate it. Um, I would want to think a little bit about it before I start taking agency away from college football players. Um, but I don't necessarily hate that. Uh, but this would be one level of control that would allow them to say, you got to know right now, the only rule, the only deadline is May 1st. Mm -hmm. You can do it anytime, just May 1st for the, for the, for the next year. So May 1st, 2022, if you wanted to transfer for the 2022 season, you would need to be in by May 1st. Mm -hmm. They're saying, let's create these two windows, one in kind of late fall, one in, I guess, late spring that would allow you to transfer. Um, Mm. Adding more stuff to the fall just never seems like a good idea, but, yeah, I guess. you know. <laughs> Finally, uh, also today in panic, uh, this is coming from the Ohio State uh, Athletic Director. Um, the Ohio State Athletic Director, who um, is, is uh, I want to say his name's Gene something. Um, that sounds right. Sure. Gene sounds right. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're Gene just going to call you Gene. Gene! Hey, Gene. Gene. Everyone Gene knows Smith. Gene. I remember him from the pandemic, like the whenever there was all the stuff oh, about the Big, yeah. Big Ten. Like he was, he was a very, very outspoken vocal. Yeah. Anyway, 
Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith on Tuesday proposed the 10 FBS conferences operate under the umbrella of the college football playoff with their own rules and structure while the NCAA continues to host championships for basketball and Olympic sports. Smith, who said he was, quote, just throwing ideas out, end quote, sure. in a brief interview with ESPN at the Big Ten Spring Meetings, said the uh, said the schools that offer 85 scholarships need different rules. Uh, he said they could create minimum standards for membership. Let me tell you where this is going. And this has been going this way for a while. That major college football, and by major college football, I don't just mean like the SEC, although we'll get to them in a moment. FBS football, they're going to splinter off from the NCAA. It's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna say, nope, you know what? We're going to take our ball and we're going to go create our own rules over here because the NCAA is incapable of serving us in any sort of meaningful way. We want to go and create our own thing away from the NCAA. That's going to happen eventually. What's going to be really fun is when the Super League comes because, Mm -hmm. guys, it is coming. The Super League is coming, Mm -hmm. and the NIL is only starting to accelerate that. And what I mean by that is you are going to have – if it feels weird that – um, Alabama and um, let's just say Georgia Akron oh yeah I see where you're going Alabama and Akron play in the same league theoretically that's because it is weird and at some point Alabama is going to sit all Alabama and the power schools in college football are going to sit up and say boy wouldn't it be awesome if we just instead of you know being in this league with everybody, what if we went and got our own TV mm-hmm. deal for our own league? It's just like when Texas and OU basically just on the Big Twelve. They're well, all go, they're all going, already most of them going to be in the SEC. That's going one way. That's like, going one way. The Ohio Big Twelve State, went down. Conference USA Ohio went down. <laughs> Ohio State's going to be in the SEC eventually. Yes. Okay. Uh, USC is going to be in the SEC eventually, like or whatever that is, uh-huh. the power conference. Nexus, yeah. Notre Dame will jump in there. There are multiple splinters that are coming in college football, and you just need to prepare yourself for it. That the days of Conference USA being on the same level as, like, there's already like unspoken levels where we say Power oh, yeah, Five, power and group five, five, and five but the days of the Conference USA being on the same level as the Big Ten mm-hmm. or whatever. Those are going away. Yeah. And it's going to start with this. It's going to start with um, with the FBS splintering off from the NCAA and creating their own and taking their ball and doing their own thing. And then when once they do that, then everyone's going to say, well, wait, now that we have our own league, why are we sharing money with uh, Vanderbilt, Middle Tennessee? Yeah. <laughs> why are we doing that? Why can't we just take the money ourselves? Mm-hmm. And by the way, create our own rules that would allow us to, I don't know, Employee players. Oh, yeah, because you know for a fact they would rather add in Ohio State than and kick out Vanderbilt. You know, like kind of one of those things. Like it doesn't even go all the way down to the group of five there, teams. There <laughs> like, are shifting sands. <laughs> sorry, Missouri. Yeah. You're out. <laughs> there are shifting sands in college football that are coming, and you just need to prepare yourself for yeah. them. And and when, when Gene Smith says these things, he's only saying these things out loud because he said these things privately for three years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's today in panic, and those are some headlines. <laughs> We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. 
Hope you'll go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, I am looking at our 6A pages because I've, um, I've been laying them out. Nice. Um, I just finished District 27 6A. So nice. Yay me. Um, if you want to get your hands, your mitts, your paws on the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football before it hits newsstands, if you want it mailed directly to you before it hits newsstands, go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You also get a bunch of online content, including... New episode of Tepid Step. We've got up. Uh, so if you want to listen to Step and I banter on for about an hour about high school football and nerd out, you can go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Makes a great gift as well. Uh, did you screw up Mother's Day? I did not. Well, if you screwed up Mother's Day, make it up to your mom. Yes. Go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Hey, Pickle, did you know that 35% of college athletes quit their their sport or transfer schools by the end of their sophomore year that's because most high school athletes only consider athletics when picking a college they skip over the other important factors like college major location scholarships and long-term goals with so much to consider how do you make sure you're choosing the right school that's where our friends at athletes to athletes comes in athletes to athletes is a college counseling program built specifically for student athletes and their families they provide a holistic approach to help you find the college program that best fits all of your needs both on and off the field Go to athletes2athletes.com slash DC today to schedule your free info session and see how they can help you find the best college program for you. That's athletes2athletes.com slash DC. All right, Pickle. We worked on Saturday. Now, I would normally work on Saturday, but I would work at my home on the pages that I'm staring at. Mm -hmm. Uh, But instead, you came to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was holding my 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 infant son, mm-hmm. and what you did was you uh, drop kicked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, he landed on. Uh, I grabbed a, him first. A strategically uh, placed <laughs> a group of pillows, mm-hmm. uh, but you drop kicked me, mm-hmm. and then you got in my face and you said, "Hey, you're going to the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Saturday." And I said, "Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am." That's please don't hurt my child. That's how it went. I did it with uh, Ish and Mallory too. So we went down to the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in Waco. Uh, we live-streamed it on Texan Live, mm-hmm. um, and it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. That's all I have to say. Uh, oh, no. that was it? Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this was something I know you've been working on for a while. When did I, – I don't know this, this is a genuine question. When did the, the idea of, of um, streaming the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony – because this is the first time it's ever been broadcast anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did that really come about? I want to say we first started having conversation about it in March, early March, maybe even late February. Adam, our president, had come up and he was like, hey, just kind of wanted to put this in y'all's ear. We're, we're kind of in talks about this, at least just streaming the banquet itself. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, I don't know if y'all want to do something else with it or whatever. Just kind of like get back to me on what you think we could do. So we, I kind of was like you know what, I bet we could do a pre-game type yeah. show is kind of what we called it. Um, and so, yeah, I spent about the past two months – working with the Hall of Fame and putting together a rundown and trying to figure out exactly what we wanted to do with it. And we ended up coming up with a 45-minute pregame show to <clears throat> excuse me, to highlight everything and then broadcasted the ceremony itself. And so it was, it was really, really, really awesome to be it, able to be down there. It was, it was a lot of fun uh, going down there to the Texas <laughs> Sports Hall of Fame. Um, I, I love going down there. Uh, I believe it was Isha's first trip. It was um, so I had not been to the actual Hall of Fame building 
um, until I went down for a site visit. And I, so I did that in about early April and Mm -hmm. then Ish and Mallory both had not been there Mm -hmm. before. So, um, the hall of fame was, was nice enough to, to get us some hotel accommodations and we were able to go down the night before on Friday so we could set up and everything we were going to, they were getting the whole banquet hall ready and, and all the stages and stuff. So we went down to set up and test internet and, and all of that. And so they got to, um, walk around with the great Mike Anderson that kind of oversees Mm -hmm. all the building and, and Kyle and all of them. And um, they got to go tour it and see Wax Dave for the first time. Wax Dave. And so it was uh, it was really cool. They you could tell they were really immersed in it. So in the past, they've had it at the Farrell Center, which is the mm-hmm. I guess you can now call it the old basketball arena because yeah. I know they're building a new basketball arena. Um, and it was it was nice, but it also felt like that building was too big. Right. That building was too big. So they held it at the Hall of Fame this year, and I thought that was perfect. It was great. I thought it felt it felt like. Crowded's the wrong word. Mm-hmm. I'm not going for crowded. It felt full. Full, and, but and in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. And so we were down there. Uh, the inductees in the High School Hall of Fame were Temples, uh, Dick Stafford, uh, Mejia's Ray Rhodes, of course, the former Packers coach, uh, Rodney Allison, who mm-hmm. we were on, we had uh, as our guest on Monday's show, uh, our buddy Shea Walker from Port Arthur Jefferson uh, and Valley Sports Southwest. He went in. Uh, Tony Brackens, who was our guest last week on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Colt McCoy was on, uh, got in, in, inducted as well. Plus, uh, a pair of Eddie Coach jo- uh, or Eddie Joseph Coach Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Parchman, uh, the the legend, legend from Midland Lee, now Midland Legacy, who led them to a three-peat back in the late 90s and 2000. Mm-hmm. And then Joey McGuire, the uh, former Cedar Hill coach, now the head coach at Texas Tech. Um, they were there, plus there were a couple of there other There was one honors. more. Yes. Our buddy. Yes. Um, Robert Wilcox. Robert Wilcox, who, um, let me just try to do my best Craig Way impression. So mm-hmm. so Craig, who's the MC of the banquet. Yes. Craig gets up there, and he's, he's, wearing, his, he's wearing his readers. He's wearing his readers, and he goes, uh, there's one more award to give out. It's the Dave Campbell Contributor of the Game Award. And, and this year's Dave Campbell Contributor of the Game Award. I should mention mm-hmm. that that's how, like, Craig's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. It's basically the idea is they wanted an award for somebody who wasn't a player or a coach, mm-hmm. uh, some, but who obviously has a major impact. That's how Craig's in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how Dave's in the Hall of Fame, stuff like that. And the awards named after Dave. Uh, it's Robert Wilcox. Robert Wilcox uh, was the PA announcer for uh, the uh, the Iowa uh, the Iowa Park Hawks. He takes off his glasses for seventy two years, and then he just lets it sink in, and everybody goes, huh? "Yeah." <laughs> I have so a, I still he, have the picture of him. I'm going to put it up again. And so he went up. There you go. So, Look at him. So uh, Robert Wilcox went in. He, he was, was so he was sweet. 94. Uh, he went up there. He had a great speech. Um, he said this was like the first award. Yeah, he said like the first really award won. I've ever got. I was like, can you imagine the first award that you've ever won being being inducted to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, going in <laughs> with like the like the all time leader in sacks in yeah. <laughs> history, and also like a guy who led the Texas Longhorns to a national championship game, and the head coach at Texas Tech, Tech yeah. and then you, the PA announcer at <laughs> Iowa Park. <laughs> it was um, awesome, really cool, and it was a fun event, and we had a great time streaming the the, the pregame show. Mm-hmm. Myself and Ishmael Johnson and Mallory Hartley uh, did a forty five minute kind of pregame show, kind of getting you geared up, uh, and it was a lot of fun. It's, they also honor. Um, the 2021 state champions, state champions. So we got to see a number of guys. I got to see, um, John Kay. Mm-hmm. I got to say hi to, uh, Homer Matlock. Matlock from Westbrook, uh, meet his lovely wife, Ray Biles, uh, Ray Biles and Mark Fannin were hanging out together, uh, because they've got a big district game coming up. <laughs> here soon. Um, and so we were chatting with them. It's just gr- great to see people, uh, saw coach McGuire and, mm-hmm. and, and he was, he had a, he, he was real deep, uh, Kirby Hocott, the office, uh, the athletic director for Texas Tech uh, for was Texas there, Tech man, it was, 
was like a West Texas ceremony because there were three different guys. Well, four technically because Coach Parchman, he didn't play at Tech, but he did go there for college before Mm -hmm. becoming the coach at Midland Lee. So there was four out of the eight that had Tech contingents. Yeah. Uh, David Wetzel, who's the head of, I guess he's director of high school relations or whatever. Like his, he's the grand poobah over there at -hmm. uh, at, at Baylor. Uh, Great to see him. All the UIL folks were all there, the UIL and the folks, THSCA, all the THSCA folks. folks. Kenny Perry from from the tech staff was there. You looked at us at one point, and you were like, "This is a this is a big who's who," and who's it was who. like, "It really was." You looked around, <laughs> and it's like, "Well, there's Joe Martin and Glenn West, and there's mm-hmm. Dr. Susan Elza and Dr. Charles Bright up, and, and yep. Dr. Jamie Harrison, and you know everybody was there. It was it, it was a lot of fun uh, to be part of it, and we were we were proud to one guy. I can't remember who it was, uh, but he mentioned that his mom was live streaming like couldn't make it to the ceremony but she was watching watching was watching Mm -hmm. the stream and i'm like that's cool yeah i'm glad we were able to to, at uh, least somebody's mom right and uh coach mcguire had mentioned that his son who works for the carolina panthers wasn't able to come in and so he said that he was watching it too and like that we talked you weren't in the car with us on the way back but when mallory ish and i were driving back in the swag wagon we mentioned that we were like that's that's always the most rewarding thing there is when we do a show like that and it was a lot the same way with like the national signing day show it's not just a dave campbell's thing it's like this means a lot to the other people involved so it's always really fun for us when we can do when we can put on something like that it's a great ceremony uh, honoring a number of, of of outstanding people enshrined in the texas high school football hall of fame now and uh and what oh, i guess i should mention todd dodge uh got mm-hmm. the uh the tom landry award mm-hmm. um and then marlin high school got the gordon got wood. Good award award uh so it was a it was a fun night there uh and one of the guys who got in was mm-hmm. colt mccoy mm-hmm. i this is weird um i had never met colt um we're the same age but like, he looks the exact same that's what was weird to me when he walked up i was like you look the ex- like the exact same person i used to watch do interviews think, when i was like eight years old here's the thing i think it's telling i'll just say this i think it's telling colt mccoy is still he's in the nfl mm-hmm. he plays for the, he plays the for cardinals. The, the cardinals he's a backup so he's, he's an nfl guy Joey McGuire is the head coach of Texas Tech, mm-hmm. right? These guys have things to do. Mm-hmm. They're a little busy, but it was obviously very important for them to be there. Well, and, and they brought I think out their, their entire families, family. too, which was so cool. Brad, coach Brad McCoy was there, of course, his uh, uh, Colts dad, who, mm-hmm. who he played for at Jim Ned. Um, and it was just, I don't know, I think that really speaks to what an honor this was and what an honor that all these guys felt like it was to go into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. I'd never met Colt. Colt was um, um, b- before, which is you know kind of weird because I guess, I guess it was a little bit before my time here at Dave Campbell's uh, to meet him. But um, one person who did meet him mm-hmm. was Mallory Hartley. Mallory Hartley did an interview with him uh, that we ran on the pre-show. Uh, if you missed it, here's uh, Mallory Hartley's interview uh, with uh, Colt McCoy ahead of the Texas High School Ball Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Mallory Hartley with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, standing here with Colt McCoy, a 2022 Texas High School Football Hall of Fame inductee. Now, I'm always curious, what was your initial reaction when you found out that you were going to be in the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame? Big deal, big deal. Yeah, I was definitely shocked. Um, When I was in college, I did an internship with the UIL, which was right across the street from our practice fields at UT. And Dr. Brightup was the director of the UIL, and we spent probably a semester together, and I hadn't talked to him in years, and we were in the middle of the season, it was like a Monday Monday or Tuesday night, and my phone rang, and it was Dr. Brida, 
And I was like, I, I mean, I can't believe I rec- it, on my phone it came up. So I was actually at dinner with um, our offensive line. We were out, like, treating him to a steak. I don't know. We must have played good the week before or something. And I texted him and said, I'm so sorry. It's very loud in here. I'll call you back. And he texted me back and said, like, call me as soon as you can. I think you're going to like what I'm going to tell you. And I was like, what is going on? So that night on my way home, I gave him a call, and he told me about this. And, I mean, honestly, there's so many good football players in the 2000s era that I'm getting inducted in that uh, I'm very grateful, I'm very humbled, I'm honored, and uh, just, yeah, really excited to be here. And kind of speaking to that, you know, you already mentioned it, there's also a lot of Texas players that have been inducted into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. So ultimately, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's great. I mean, listen, I... I feel like tonight I'm representing uh, where I grew up, uh, my hometown, went to Tuscola Gymnet High School. My family, my parents still live there, uh, still have tons of friends and relations. I mean, that was the best part of my life growing up. And I also am representing the University of Texas. I mean, I, that's part of me and who I am and my story. And, and uh, I love that university, our university so much. And um, so, again, like so many people to thank and and people who have helped me along the way but uh just really proud to be here well thank you colt and congratulations tepper back to you mccoy now in the texas high school ball hall of fame he went in shortly after that interview um (laughs) but yeah he's uh very cool of him to uh to to stop by and and chat with us Mm -hmm. um and yeah it was it was fun to the 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 pre-show was fun ish was great mallory's great that's not a surprise they're pros Mm -hmm. um i didn't curse not once. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. It was yeah. good stuff. Um, and, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, that the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony was presented by uh, our friends at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do so much with the Hall of Fame, the High School Football Hall of Fame, uh, that we want to make sure we give them some love. So thanks to Texas Farm Bureau Insurance for helping make all that mm-hmm. possible. And, yeah. Uh, also wanted to say real fast, we did during the entire broadcast have a QR code up at the top for donations for the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. And that's a big thing for them. That's basically how they run and get to do mm-hmm. all of these awesome things, how they keep up with the building, with all those amazing artifacts that are in there, and then also the banquet itself. So thank you to everybody who donated. And if you're ever, like, it's open to the public, too. So if you're ever in Waco, yeah. like, take a break from the I-35 traffic for a minute and go swing in there, hand Texas, them a little donation. Texas Sports Hall of Fame is worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever been to Waco there, um, well, you've probably been to Waco. If you've ever been to the Hall of Fame If you've ever Waco, actually stopped in Waco, a yeah, lot of people gonna, drive through right, Waco, exactly. you know? No, it's Great, great, uh, great event and, and a great building and a bunch of great folks there. So we appreciate them letting us be a little part of that. And uh, the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Maybe we'll do it next year. Who knows? Maybe they hate us and they never want to see us again. I guess we'll find out together. <laughs> anyway, thanks to our friends to the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame for making that happen. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, big news. Okay. Dateline. <laughs> okay. Matt Stepp will be back in the great state on Sunday. Audible gasp. <gasps> and the crowd goes wild. Audible gasp. Um, also, he said that Ricky and Ruben Torres are not related. So I was wrong. Ah, I see? Just... That's why you don't <laughs> say it. Hey, I just... Until you confirmed it. Because I've run into that before. Yeah. Well, being on the same team and an OC and a head coach, that's in pretty... Marlin too, in Marlin, too. In Marlin, Texas, and... The fact that they both started with an R. I might have questioned it more, but you know how a lot of families do, like, Uh the same first letter throughout however many kids that they have? Like, I really feel like... I talked to recently that's like that. 
there's like my my cousins are Kaylin, Kara, Kelly. Like they all, <laughs> yeah. they all do that. We're no. Ashley and Jake, so my parents did not do that. No. Which I feel like is just a death sentence because as a mom, like I'm sure you get like. What? You go through the whole list of names? Like, that's no, no, got to no. be even I harder. I mean, I have a hard enough time. Like, Hank and Max are two very different names, and <laughs> yeah. I still call Make, Hank Max and Max Hank. Yeah, so. I watched you make a doctor's appointment for the wrong kid one time, I and I literally had to stop and, and go, like, as you said, Henry. And I was like, Max. And you're like, Hank. Oh, yeah, it's Hank. <laughs> what? Other kid. kid. <laughs> so many kids now. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for <laughs> all your day Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Colt McCoy for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.